Welcome back to the podcast at Rocks, weekly podcast that talks about news in the world of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. Today is a special episode as I'm joined by someone who is very familiar with the music scene and someone who I've been listening to for almost eight or nine years on the wrestling podcast. It's Joey Numbers from Wrestling Soup. Joey, please say hello to everyone and tell them exactly how you're feeling right now in isolation. Hey, everybody. Hi. Nice to meet you. Uh, how I'm doing right now? I'm, I'm getting by. I'm okay, doing- good. I'm doing okay, man. I mean, there's just uh, there's more than enough media to keep me uh, uh, occupied. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like you have you have Netflix, Disney Plus, Hulu, and um, uh, what's another good one? Oh man, oh, I'm running God. out. YouTube I've got Live. Them. Um, I've got them all, dude. I've gotten yeah. most. I've gotten access to most of them. I get you know, obviously, I got the WWE Network. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm acquiring wrestling videos, of course, through all of the ethical ways that you do that. There's no. Correct. There's no unethical ways of doing such a thing. And obviously, you know, I've got all, you know, I've got HBO, you know, there's, there's plenty of stuff to watch, man. There's plenty right. of stuff to watch. To the people that I'm really worried for throughout these next like six to eight weeks or even more, depending on how this goes, are the boring ass people that have no interests or no hobbies. Yeah. Like, think of those people, the ones that just, they're not like, I can sit down and watch three hours on you, uh, on YouTube of videos of uh, celebrity graves. And they're like, this, <laughs> and I'm like enthralled. I'm like, Whoa, this is amazing. And like, now let's go to the gravestone of so-and-so and so-and-so. And I'm like, Ooh, this is fun. I'm okay. Well, I, they announced over the weekend that like actual television viewership, like actual Nielsen ratings across the board have spiked up on the average because people are just sitting at home now and like, oh, well, I'm done with the Internet for today, maybe for this hour. Right. I do have a TV still. <laughs> I remember TV. I remember yeah. having that. I remember then- when we had to fight for the remote control. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Well, do you know what's funny, too, is you're seeing a handful of people release albums right now. And some of them, like uh, one of the big pieces of news was uh, Childish Gambino put out an album and everybody's losing their mind and they're going, oh, it's a big flop. It's a big flop because he only sold like 25,000 units. And I'm like, what? who's who's no no offense, but who's sitting around buying music at this moment, guys? You know what I mean? Like. At a time where what, like at least 15 percent of the U.S. population was either laid off or told to go home and wait. Right. Are you right. really going to spend hard money on? Okay, you know what? I love Don Glover though. He needs this ten bucks. Right. Right. You're sitting there. You're going. Well, I might need a, a couple of boxes of spaghetti for the kids in three months, but you know what? You know what I need instead. You know what I need instead? A song about uh, from a sad dude that's on SNL talking about like how his girlfriend left him in the club. Like that'll nourish. The, that'll nourish the kids. Right. They could. Right. They could feed on that. <laughs> See. This? Kids. All right, kids, sit down at the table. Here you kids, go. Kids, what do we have left? Uh, let's see. We have um, some Cheerios, some Easy Mac. We and- have the new Five Finger Death Punch single. <laughs> if you're good, if you finish your day Five Finger Death Punch, <laughs> we'll let you have Cheerios for di- dessert. <laughs> Dad, Dad, all I can hear when I listen to this track is... A whiny rich white guy with a green mohawk. Why hey, that- hey, he is in isolation just like you. We are all suffering equally. Dude, he's always in isolation in his own mind, man. Well, oh yeah. See, I will say this. 
over I've said this before on the podcast and stuff over the past year and a half, maybe two years, he's been sober after the nightmare stuff he's done over the past five years. So everyone says he's much better. Great attitude. New albums out. People have already stopped talking about it. So <laughs> what? And now the tour, like he is supposed to have a big tour with Papa Roach. That's right. Joey. Oh. I figured Death Punch and Papa Roach on tour together this year. <laughs> I know you're going to be there. Don't don't lie to me. I know uh, you will be there. Well, I've, I've been scouring the internet for bootleg tickets. You know what I mean? <laughs> bootleg tickets? Yeah, I want somebody. I want, yeah, whatever you can give me, just even if you just write it on a piece of paper. You know what uh, I mean? That's what I want. Uh, well, to be fair, this is my last resort. So uh, oh, that's how I, I have had- to. I used okay. to have the foghorn sound effect like on my stream deck. I would have pushed it, but I don't have it configured anymore. But I, I totally I got it. Yeah. I understand. No, that's See, terrible. That's, that's a another, terrible tour. <laughs> that's enough. Well, the thing is, too, like I like the opening band, Ice Nine Kills. Oh, and I think I've heard a little bit by They're up from the yeah. Northeast, if I'm correct, too. Like, I don't yeah. know if they're from Boston area, but still. But yeah, that's a big tour that a lot of people, a lot of people were excited for. And I'm like... I've seen Papa Roach more times than I can count from the festivals that I've worked. And I get they have a diehard fan base. Die hard. <laughs> Which is crazy. <laughs> it's been that way since what? Tony Hawk 1? Oh, my God. 1999? This should, something like this that? should be called the I Never Moved Out of My Hometown Tour. That's what this should be called. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like the same music from when I was 15 tour. That's what this should be. Uh, well, I, I, know, I know. I'm sorry. That's uh, stiff. That was uh, stiff, but it's, it's the truth. You know, hey, like I'm sure there's some bands we all love since we were 15, but the Papa Roach crew, the Papa Roach fans, and I don't hate Papa Roach to the extent that a lot of other people do. I really don't. It's just this last album they put out made my worst of the year list, and that's what really soured me a little bit more on them. And I sent this to Joey. Uh, was it last week? Oh, yeah. What their their big new single or whatever it was. Yeah, it was a year of... ago when it came out. But yeah, elevate. Yeah. Oh man, it's just bad. It's yeah. just this is just bad. There's a reason why. Like, here's the thing, man. I totally respect the idea of being an artist and having a vision and wanting to keep it going for as long as you can, as long as you're inspired and you want to create new material and, you know, try out new genres. I'm totally okay with that. The same exact way. Like we were just talking about childish Gambino Mm -hmm. where there's people that are like, Oh, he's an actor. Why would he ever want to be a rapper? It's like, yeah, who knows why creative people want to try new creative things. It's like, (laughs) Of course they want to try that uh, shit. But yeah. then there's then there's just a point though where some people where you, you hear it and you go, you can you can go home now. Yeah. You outstayed your you, you've way outstayed your like Papa Roach making a song in 2020, it's over now. Uh, it's I, done. I, I, okay, you say that there are so I know. so many diehards who I know. legit stamp their feet full hissy fit over Papa Roach. And, and again, I know for a, like I, Papa Roach is supposedly amazing to their fan base, like treats them like gold. Well, they better. <laughs> they fucking better. I, they acknowledge their fans are their life base. Yeah, I mean, yeah. over, over the top, like invite them on the tour bus, just two hour meet and greet, stuff like that. So I wish I, they'd invite their fans on the tour bus now and shake hands a lot. 
Uh, uh. Was that stiff? <laughs> See, I'm telling, dude. I'm warmed up. I'm warmed up, Luke. Their I'm name's Papa Roach. I mean, they got it. I can't even imagine the germs they've come in contact with the audiences and stuff they've seen. Uh, so, oh, and like, is, I was just, yeah, I was just nasty. He's Mr. Dick, Mr. Dick. If you're nasty, so yo, that's right. Wasn't that like the very first thing that's, they ever did? Dude, that was their introduction to the world. Right. And, that's and how I, you introduce your musical career. That's it. When your first lyric of any song that you've released in the mainstream is my name's toby dick mr dick if you're nasty you want sign me. this man to our label johnson yeah. you know? jesus christ somebody snatched him up before someone else <laughs> and they did and they did and they made up a jillion dollars i know so. i know like we were talking about spanish love songs the other day too and like how like i love this band so much they have the world of talent I'm willing to bet right now their tour got cut hard. They were on tour with the Wonder Years. Oh, their yeah, tour got done. cut in half and all this. They're going to be eating macaroni and cheese, tuna fish for the next, what, three months? Maybe. At least. Yeah, they're yeah. fucked. They're fucked, they're, man. They're hurting. And their new album just came out in February. So it, like, you can't just expect them to say, you know what? We'll just ride this through. We've been around for a few years. We'll be okay. We don't know that. Right. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. This, like, go ahead. This, go could ahead. Can, this could cancel touring for a year and a half, two years easily. I'm Easily. thinking I'm thinking it's going to be at least until midsummer. I'm on the optimist side by the way. I'm no. super optimistic. Like hoping like before tours start getting reannounced because all those like earlier this year when everyone was peeing their pants over my chemical romance and rage against the machine and other tours coming like Tool and Red Hot Chili Peppers, all these big bands touring in 2020. Now, nothing. <laughs> Every venue has like the big close sign, like close for business on the outside. Nothing. Uh, maybe, maybe some biochemist in China saw the prices for the My Chemical Romance tour and was like, "I'm," was like, "I'm not going to wreck this slide." <laughs> or, or, or maybe it was, "Oh, they're coming back, but not coming to Beijing." Yeah. Well, well I'll, I'll show sure them. That. Well, no one's getting the romance anymore. Oh no. <laughs> If I can't wear eyeliner, then nobody can. I'm not okay. You're not okay either. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, put a man. nail right on that tour. Nope, not gonna happen. That's yep. it. <laughs> Maybe you know what? Let's like let's be positive. It wasn't somebody yeah. in a in a lab that created this. No, it wasn't. Not at all. Maybe it was the Earth itself rejecting my chemical I romance. <laughs> You waited this long, and then you're coming back? Uh-uh. We're letting the fumes of lava rise up from the Earth's core to produce you, something new. You see the planet? They go, listen, these 40-year-old men are not showing up with a guy liner on. This is just that, not... That's true. Hey, you know what? I would see My Chemical Romance if I could, because I love day. But at the same time, I was laughing about the how crazy those crowds are going to be, because it's going to be the exact same people 15 years older than they were in their heyday, all trying to squeeze in to like their, uh, what would they be wearing? Like black denim jackets. Oh no. <laughs> you know, um, way too tight of skinny jeans. Even if the skinny jeans don't bear, like are cutting off circulation up below the knee, just stuff like that. <laughs> and they're going to be waddling in, trying to climb in and people love it. People paid what I think nosebleeds were going for hundreds of dollars, like yeah. legit hundreds of dollars just for way up top and like, 
the biggest of arenas too. I, I couldn't imagine. And obviously they sold out the Boston garden here at TD garden, whatever you want to oh, call yeah. it. Yeah. And I just couldn't stop laughing at balcony prices starting at like three hundred dollars. Yeah. So and, I, I, and I'm looking uh, at it, dude. It's really, really pricey to live in this area of the country. It really is very pricey. So to me, the idea that somebody was saying to themselves, "Hey, you know what? My rent's like twenty three hundred dollars, but I gotta go see these." <laughs> I Gerard go. Way is back in the black parade uniform. I have to see it. I couldn't wrap my head around it. Like I'm like, right. why would you? That's just insane. Like my comparison is like, listen, I would totally go see the band if I could live. I already said that many times. I'm hoping it's, they were they're still scheduled for a festival in uh, Sacramento called Aftershock. It's a three-day festival where Metallica and My Chemical Romance are headlining, which is the very strong dichotomy there, but that's besides the point. It'll work. It'll work. So my thing is, though, Rage Against the Machine is the band I've always wanted to see live, and they're coming back this year. And I'm like, and, and even in my mind, I'm like, I will do so much. I'll travel to see them. I can't pay over $500 for one ticket, though. No, no, God, no. That's just I, ridiculous, man. It's, but it's too much. It's way too much. But people were gladly willing to get out their credit cards and just say, yep, sign me up. Yeah. You know what bums me out a little bit about this, though, is the fact that I'd like to think the people that were going, oh, man, I'll spend $500 to go see this show or I'll spend $1,000 to stand on the floor and watch songs that I liked when I was in 11th grade. That's I, yeah. I would hope those same people would spend $25 to go see a newer band, but they won't, but they won't. And they don't, they don't spend that kind of money. They don't give a shit about that. And that to me, they can't, they can't now because they spent all their money on my chemical romance. Right. Right. And they're never going to be able to spend money on a concert again. Yeah. They're like, Oh, that's the end of that. I'm not going to do that shit. Cause, and I've said this about wrestling a million times. And I think it goes with all forms of entertainment for most people. There is a budget. There is yeah. a there is a number in their head where they go, I'll spend this much money at this period of time, and that's about it. You know what I mean? Like they're going right. to say, you know, uh, hey, how much money are you going to spend to go to concerts this summer? Oh, well, you know what? I'm going to go to this show, this show, and this show. And, you know, between parking and bullshit and all the other things, I'll probably end up spending five $600. You know right. what I mean? Like they have that number in their head. And they don't want to waver on that because you know what? If you're a regular schmo making, you know, thirty-five to fifty thousand dollars a year, that's a lot of money. That's a big chunk of everything. And like you're not getting that back either. And plus, there's all the incidentals too. Like you don't know if you're gonna have to pay for store stuff, eating and drinking, especially at festivals, because festivals are all day things where you can't just leave whenever you want. Oh no, no. They, you're they get paying, you for everything. Yeah, you're paying at least five dollars for a bottle of water. If you want like uh a big thing is like a box of noodles or something like that called Island noodles. It's great food, but you better be willing to pay 15 bucks for it. Right. Right. And that's where it just adds up so much. So, and right. you know, a, a big part of it for me too, is I haven't been to a show in, in quite a while. And what it got to be for me was that first of all, there's not a lot of music venues in Boston anymore. There's just, not. I keep hearing that. And also the there's radio not. stations are closing down up there too. Shocking. Oh, dude. They, well, they just closed down and it, it was funny. Uh, there's a station up here that was called WAAF and yeah. WAAF is, I'm not going to say, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it in a positive light. I'll just say they're responsible for bands like Godsmack 
<laughs> they're oh, like, okay. They're, they're responsible well. for those types of bands. Like that, they popularize them. They really put them on the map because they would run these bigger new metal shows, these conventions. Like when Corn came into town, or Limp Biscuit came into town, or you know, fill in the blank, popular metal slash new metal band in the late nineties. They were the ones responsible for putting these openers on shows, for right. getting these guys in the studio and playing music for them and going, hey, guys, like you need to pay attention to them because they're getting popular in Boston. And that's where you got a lot of these bands. Like I said, that's where you got Godsmack, which when this radio station went out of business, I remember distinctly saying to plenty of people that Godsmack should be buying the station personally. <laughs> they should be honestly they, they should be going and saying thank you here whatever you need because we made more money off of fucking navy commercials based off of the exposure that you gave us than any of this should be worth any of this uh, should be worth and honestly like bands like godsmack like northeast bands like godsmack stained stuff Yo, like that who probably stained rely, too. Stained yeah too, they yeah. were okay around the station they probably could get together and make the down payment on a deposit for holding and then sell it off later even if that's what they wanted but they right. easily could have done that and they probably would have gotten it too pretty relatively quickly if they made that offer and got the publicity for it nah no they don't nah. care no, nah, I don't care. Well, even well, a guy like Aaron Lewis, I mean, he's busy. He's out there. Oh doing, my God. He's out there doing God's work right now. Yeah, he's, he's polishing a shotgun in isolation right now. That's for sure. Do, oh do you know God. how funny that is for me that he's this guy that he is now with his like, we the people tattoos and shit like that. And <laughs> talking about like, I'm going to put my boot in your ass. Like him being that kind of guy. And I know exactly where he's from. Mm -hmm. Like I've been to his town multiple times. He's like, wait, he's not from the South. He's not pride of Kentucky. Um, let me tell you, I'm from the New Hampshire border. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it takes upwards of a half an hour to be in a major metropolitan city. Oh man. I'm from the middle of nowhere over here. Just kicking, just shit kicking. I'm, I'm in the number one state for education in the union. Don't tell my heart though, my ugly break a heart. Like, dude, you know. <laughs> oh you my know? gosh. And like he's and he's still the guy. I I don't know if you know this or not. I saw Stained back in September on their reunion. The oh, first boy. show Stained did in five years. This was <laughs> gonna be their big return. There was rumors about new music coming out. They were they had a big tour coming um this summer. Disturbed, stained, bad wolves. So disturbed mm -hmm. and stained together. Um, but with stained, I'm gonna be up completely honest. The stage presentation for Stained was this over-the-top production, pyro <laughs> everywhere, huge strobes, a purple video board, everything you can imagine. And the other three guys from Stained, they came to work. They were putting in the effort, trying to get everyone riled up. And I have a photos of Aaron Lewis, because I was in the photo pit. You could not pay him to care. He... <laughs> First of all, he would refuse to even step away from the microphone. He just stared at his stomach and strummed his guitar while he sang. He oh, had a t-shirt no. on that said, hey, Beto, come and take my guns with a picture oh. of an AK-40 <laughs> on it. I'm going to send you the picture, too. I swear <laughs> on my life. And also, Mr. Man of the People, not making this up, also had a gold Rolex and a $5,000 guitar trying to talk to everyone in Louisville, Kentucky, because I traveled from St. Louis for this big festival. And the festival oh. was great, but like that stuck out like a sore thumb, and that's how it started. <laughs> 
And like for their first show in five years, that's how everything started going down. So whatever you say about Aaron Lewis, you're 100% right. And he probably does try to, I wonder if he does talk in that accent. Oh, like to try dude. to like actually kind of fit in with people. But then when he goes up to the Northeast or especially out West, no, he's just back to normal, whatever. Well, you know, there's a lot of people in this country right now that have made Donald Trump their midlife crisis. You know that, right? Like that's, uh-huh. yeah, that's and, 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 you know, uh-huh. I'm not yeah. sitting there trying to tell people what the fuck to feel and who to like and who to care about or whatever, you know, it's your life. It's your choice, whatever you want to do. But it just makes me laugh because I've seen it now. Cause I'm getting to that age and I see people who are a few years older and they've made that like MAGA life, Mm-hmm. their their midlife crisis like it's their, their hill to die on they will gladly die on that hill oh yeah yeah like it's their it's their red sports car like yes. their red yeah. hat their red hat is the, also their red sports car <laughs> they're, they're just sitting around <laughs> going like yeah that's my my this is my new identity i figured the, the first half of my life i was uh uh, I was living this life as this cool down to earth city liberal, but now <laughs> I'm moving, I'm moving on, and this is the cowboy I'm going to become. And it's like, dude, you're you're from you know Connecticut. Why do you yeah. what, this accent? Like, cut the shit. Yeah. But they, there's a lot of these people, man. This is a a big thing, and that's and to be fair, that is Aaron Lewis's yeah. crowd. It's that Aaron Lewis Kid Rock crowd where they're like broadcasting and taking advantage of the demographic they're not a part of. Oh, the Kid man. Rock's Detroit. Aaron Lewis, what, Massachusetts, New Hampshire area up north? They're trying to get that Alabama crowd. Dude, watching. And they Kid- got it. Yeah. Watching Kid Rock's music videos at this oh. point, not, not not even necessarily the Ba with the Ba and all that old shit, but like mm-hmm. watching his newer music videos from like the past five or 10 years feels like I'm watching a, a very obviously gay man pretend that he loves tits. Like it's just, it, it feels <laughs> like he's sitting there. He's like, he's like, look at me. I'm poor and I'm in a trailer. Yo, I'm over here just rapping in front of a barn, B. And you're like, that's no, man. That's not you. It's like, it's the, not, yeah. It's like, no, like I said, it's like if you, the, the gayest guy you knew was sitting next to you and he's just like, I just love big old boobies. <laughs> put boobies in my face. I just love tits and just. Did you see the pair of ovaries on that one over there, fellas? Huh? Mm, just look at that. Like, I, you know, I just love. I just love all the curves of a lady. Fallopian tubes. Am I right, guys? Mm. (laughs) There's nothing. There's nothing like a girl's lower back. It just gets me going. Like you're like, dude, no, Bradley, Bradley, we know who you are, man. You don't just do whatever you want. We don't care. We don't care, Bradley. Yeah. No, that's no. What are you talking about, Luke? And just no, this is who I am. I just love just. Boobs. Bradley, we invited you out here just to have fun. You don't have to keep convincing us about anything. What, why, no. what are you talking to us right now? Like, I listen, just put on the new Kid Rock album. Let's slam Bradley. Some blue Bradley, are you doing okay, Bradley? What you're talking crazy now? <laughs> I'm so not sorry. okay. Trust me. <laughs> okay, Bradley, put away the eyeliner. I see you getting a man purse. Put it away. <laughs> at least he's being a little more honest at himself. That's yeah, that's. <laughs> So two things. One, um, mm. I just sent you two photos in Discord. Oh, I, dear I want, God. I Let's want see. your reaction to both of them. <laughs> That's it. Well, well, first of all, uh, he appears to be having a stroke in that first picture. <laughs> <His> mouth, <laughs> I didn't really put that together, but his mouth is 
just like slightly and he's kind of dazed is he dazed a little it looks like he's just going <laughs> well his, his, have you heard his music i mean he kind of just trails off after a while it, it, it seems like someone should be putting a, a spoon like flying the airplane <laughs> fly an airplane into the mouth have some dum-dums. come on crabby uncle aaron it's time for din din that's how um, uh, liberals yep oh, yep apple just applesauce it's time for applesauce aaron oh, no. <sighs> You oh. won't take my guns. No, I don't have no guns no more. We'll get your guns after you eat your applesauce, Aaron. Oh, I got two guns. Can I have two guns? Aaron, don't be greedy. You got oh. one gun. Come oh. on. Come on. I'm on the radio. Aaron, Aaron, come on. You got to share the guns with everyone else. I oh. got enough guns for everybody. <laughs> okay, nap time, Aaron, for another five years. You had your you're at your share oh man i i do not i do not like i'm kind of glad i was there to see it up that close just to like really re-envision like oh man and like those pictures of him at the mic stand i'm not kidding he did not step away that was the show he truly looks like he doesn't give a fuck but then oh but then again dude and this is like i was saying about people you know like a papa roach and they're like i'm gonna stick it out i'm gonna stick out the genre that i should have you know outgrown 15 years ago if this is a guy who you know he's playing these songs and it's the uh you know i'm riding on a tractor and off <laughs> i go and now he's you know sitting there going i'm on the outside my chain wall it's long like it, just, it doesn't work for him like it's just not he doesn't feel that way anymore you know no. it's, uh, you know put the manic panic in my beard let's pretend <laughs> Let's pretend George Bush is still the president. It better be red, white, and blue manic panic, though. (laughs) America's colors. These colors don't run. This is America's beard. You appreciate America on my five o'clock shadow. Now, now, uh, here's my question about that uh, that show, though. Yeah, the festival. Did they play the, or or just Stane's performance in general, did they play that amazing banger that they do called Ish Benoit? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. They, oh, people sang all along. It's been a while. Then they go, hey, we're going to play a song. Well, it's, it's weird. It's been a while. <laughs> no. <laughs> you just like you just went way over Aaron Lewis's head for him to make that joke. This is, not, this is not a humorous man. Anything, <laughs> any type of like like levity or any lightheartedness is not going to resonate yeah, with he this doesn't, guy he doesn't all. get it yeah he does no. he has no sense of humor <laughs> no he doesn't he's incapable of that but at the same time i just remember that show like after every couple songs because i was in back i stayed for three songs and i left because that's how the photo pit works and i was like i was with my girlfriend in the media area we we're like and there's a tv like a closed caption tv so we can monitor it and stuff and after every few songs he tried to rile the crowd up a little it's like so glad we could be here with all of you Let's Ooh. keep this show going. <laughs> and then they would go into It's Been a While or some, uh, yeah, something I, I, yeah. <laughs> A banger <laughs> like It's Been a While. Right. And like rile the crowd up to dull them down again. Oh, my God. So I, I truly, dude, I truly hate that song, too, by the way. That's I'm not a Stain fan. I mean, I don't hate everything Stain's done. I did a Regretting the Past on Stain back in November after that. Like, everything Stain does did pretty successful that one with a bit it's been a while i think that's break the cycle um that was like the crazy selling one because that was like 13 times platinum i think that's right 
Yeah, they've sold and a lot of records. They have, and they still, if they ever, if they do put out a new one this year, it'll sell. The radio will drool over that. I oh, mean, yes. they'll they'll be begging to play what Crabby Uncle Aaron has in 2020. <laughs> I don't even if it's whether it's politically based or not, it does not matter. Yeah, uh, you know what though, I could see that being a real like that could be a real problem for a lot of these radio stations because they are well aware at this point that he is that guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's it's wh- whether people agree with it or not. There is a lot of uh, you know pro-Trump people being drummed out of music, being drummed out there of. There are. And, and, you know, but that's also where, you know, people talked about the whole situation with the trapped guy and him being like, oh, I love Trump so much and all this other shit. And it's like, well, yeah, these people exist, but they, they kind of keep this stuff to themselves until they explode and act like trapped guy. Yeah. Well, the thing is like the one thing I will say about Aaron Lewis and trapped guy, by the way, his real name is Chris Brown. Really? Just like the, uh, yeah, Chris Brown. Just like the other Chris Brown. Just like the other Chris Brown that people can't stand. Yeah. (laughs) That's, yeah, I know. Irony. But the thing is with Aaron Lewis, at least he is more about like specific, oh, what's a good way to put this? Like specific ideas about like gun rights. He's all about gun rights. It doesn't matter about who's in charge as long as he gets to keep his collection of shotguns. Where (laughs) Trapped Guy, he's just off the rails trying to get everyone to say how racist everything is. Like, he's not a, I'm not a racist. I just called out China for everything they've ever done wrong. And I believe everything that Trump said, including because of Mexico. It's like, oh my gosh, what, what are you talking about? Well, my new album drops this summer, but it better not be in Mexico or China. It's like stupid stuff like that. Oh my God. He went Wait, off. Ugh. Well, you know what though? This is where a lot of people though, like him doing that, this is for some artists, like a guy like Aaron Lewis, which calling him an artist is might be an overreach, but you know, <laughs> this is them firmly planting a flag. Like this is them saying, hey, if you're in this realm of silliness or whatever the fuck it might be, like I'm I'm for you. I'm the guy for you, you know? And there's definitely that audience, you know. I'm yes. not gonna pretend like it doesn't exist where, you know, it's the same thing like the five finger death punch band, where they sit there and they're like, Yeah, troops. Yeah, you like, yes. we really like troops. Do you yes. like troops? I like troops. Who else likes troops? You like troops. Like that, they just go for their audience and that's it. And it's made them a lot of money. And yes. it's and, uh, granted, it's it, it typecasts you in a way, but then it also doesn't because in that scenario, at least with Five Finger Death Punch, where they do the whole deal where it's the you know like the more of the these colors don't run guys. Yeah, they can kind of branch out off of that but if you are you know the trapped guy or you are aaron lewis just sitting there being like everyone like trump is a fucking idiot like yeah you're you're cutting your audience in half at that point right and the thing is also five figure death punch has a huge audience and attitude has been the problem they can still play though it's just what they choose to play has been my thing and like if they're phoning it or not trapped guy um, not only does he not have the audience anymore, I don't know if the ability was ever there. Uh, Luke, I d- can't remember the last time that band was anything. What, 2005, 2006? They, I know they went on tour in 2006 oh, with Shinedown. And I don't oh. even know if they had an Is album Is Shinedown out there. even still a popular band? Like, Yeah, Shinedown's still like doing really well with selling. Oh, okay. They had a new album come out in 2018. So they're, Shinedown's doing pretty strong. But at the same time... But at the same time, Traps, they, okay, this is the best way to put it. 
Puddle of Mud made their big triumphant return last year, right? Yes. Okay. God hold bless. Hold Thank your, hold your last year. <laughs> well, they had a new album come out last year too, but that's beside the point. They announced it that way with their own tour called Mudfest. Tra- <laughs> Trapped was third build on Mudfest. I, if I was making that up, I would yeah. probably, I'd just be full of crap. But no, I remember seeing that and like they played in like smaller parks and like venues and stuff like that, small amphitheaters. Yeah. And man, I don't know. I stayed away when they came to the Missouri area. I'm like, I don't want to be around anything that has to do with this. So oh, it was wow. Mudfest, um, Puddle <laughs> of Mud, Saliva, oh, no. Trapped, and Tantric. See, I don't even, I don't know, I don't even know Tantric, but Tantric sounds like the perfect name for a band to fit on it. <laughs> this was 2000 to 2004 glory days, reminiscing uh. like this idiotic white trash phoenix into 2019. <laughs> and yeah, and that's exactly what it was. I don't know how else to sell it, but Puddle of Mud really branched out, and that was Saliva's, or not Saliva's Trap, well, Saliva's too. Traps like reconnaissance and like trying to step out, and they, it says on Trap's Twitter that they have a new album coming in 2020. I'll say this. I never would have known they had a new album coming out if not right. for all these shenanigans. Well, that's what a lot of these – this is what we're going to see. We're going to see more of this type of behavior. Like I said, that's like a that's like a real dog whistle for a certain sect of person or fan or whatever it might be at this point you might want to call it to say, oh, like, oh, that's for me. That's the band for me. I because guess? you might be well dude if you're a five-finger death punch or like one of these more you know generic like rah rah america rock bands where they kind of ride a fine line you know what i mean like i said like five-finger death punch those types of guys they 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 were they operate on the cuff but if you're gonna be the person that sits there and just like fuck mexico fuck china you know fuck everyone that's not us like those people too definitely are also fans of x y and z do you see what i'm saying i get i totally get what you're saying and i do think there's a big also in that my big problem is how is that a good tactic to promote your album for a band who has not been talked about in a decade (laughs) how would that work in any other medium how okay so if you're a waiter or a server and you yeah. come up and you're this is your first time in a restaurant and it's a decent restaurant too nothing huge not a chain but it's bigger than just your normal size rest like small hole in the wall place server comes up you know what i think about Me- mexico here's <laughs> everything i say this is why we will never serve tequila in our restaurant by the way we have a great deal on fish please order that now how can i help you well it, it doesn't depending work. on depending on what part of the country you're into, that does. Uh, I know it sounds, dude. It sounds crazy. It, it sounds makes my crazy. head. It makes my head hurt to think about. Like that's the sales approach for your new album. This is how you try to hype up your new album. Not new singles, interviews, promos, touring. Even though you can't do touring anymore. No, Twitter <laughs> feuds with other musicians about Trump. That's how I wanted to get attention. Well, I'll tell you what's going to get really, really strange in the next six months anyways, is these people putting out new music uh, on any level and and having a relatability to what people are experiencing right now in their daily lives. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah, I totally. If I'm putting out, if, if I'm Chris Brown, 
either Chris Brown. Yeah, I'll say which which Chris Brown because it's a I'm, big yeah. If oh. I'm punch if I'm punch a Rihanna Chris Brown, or if I'm you know you know punch a, Chris punch a Mexican Chris Brown. Oh, you know I mean? like, oh yeah, you're right. Like if yeah. I'm either of these guys, what what is Chris Brown? punch of rihanna gonna write about you know like we're out in the club we're having the best night of our lives and it's like you're sitting on your couch eating popcorn watching uh-huh. you know game of thrones for the sixth time you know what i mean like this is not people yeah. are not gonna give a shit they're not gonna really like no one's listening to the radio right now and going oh man it, they're gonna be nostalgic i think people are gonna be nostalgic that's that's what we're gonna see a lot of is people listening to music even from five years ago and saying that to i can see yeah. Oh man, remember when you know we could leave the house? You know, what I mean? like <laughs> what a world, what a world, you know. Man, remember when this when I got this uh, when I downloaded this on Spotify, then went to the concert whenever I wanted to. I could just drive there and not have to go through a checkpoint. Ah, uh, that's uh. that. Those were the days, you know. Like I see that happening, but like I said, like you know, like punch a Rihanna, Chris Brown. He can't make his like, girl, I just want to bring you home. Like, no, he's not going to make his, his like horny rocks or his horny fucking R and B songs. And his people give a shit just the same way. Like if you're angsty, you know, uh, you know, punch a Mexican Chris Brown and you want to make your trap songs and be like, I'm so sad. I'm in my fucking basement and my parents are mean to me. And you know, my girlfriend broke up with me. Like who's this uh, resonating with? Well, all this other shit's going on. You know also, what I mean? Yeah, I totally agree. And then also on uh, punch a Mexican, Chris Brown on the recording for that new song, you just hear faintly on the track. Chris, turn it down back there. Your dad's trying to sleep. <laughs> he's like quarantine. I know. And meanwhile, like he's like, you know, you got to think about these poor guys that are entrapped because their parents I've got to be so nervous that they're not taking the coronavirus seriously. Oh, that's and right. Yeah. And they're and they're going out and they're doing all sorts of stuff, like maybe like going in their backyard and making a bonfire and drinking bush light. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they're yeah. doing cool dude stuff like that. And then they're gonna bring the coronavirus home to their parents and kill them. Yep. So yeah. See, I, I was I was thinking kind of at first, like this could be Chris um trap Chris Brown's like parents the parents of traps chris brown is excuse to try to finally get chris brown away from them it's like you know honey we really can't go out <laughs> to get some stuff but you're young enough to survive this right maybe you you could bring it you're you're headstrong aren't you chris you don't have to take no from anything and then that's how they get rid of him finally oh god picture picture this too like if you're a parent and your kid has one song like that and becomes a big like for <laughs> like five did. minutes for yeah. five minutes you know what i mean and you're sitting there going oh they live their dream look at this uh, you know they're on the radio they're in movie trailers and you're so fucking proud of them and then 15 years later they're still putting away and you just got to sit there and look at them and be like so honey we're just gonna keep writing songs about people being mean to us in high school like that's that's what you're gonna do with your life you know yeah. it's yeah maybe you do something else i i, I don't know <laughs> chris brown still has the yearbook open with like a big red x over certain people he just stares at every <laughs> night he looks at me he's like he's like yo fuck that jock and then like he goes on facebook and the dude's like 320 pounds and has like oh. kids and rosacea and is fucking depressed and he's like yeah but i remember when you were 16 and used to say gay slurs to me when we play in gym class it's like yeah oh. maybe you need to get over that dude chris, <laughs> chris, move over chris, this chris uh, you already got your platinum album maybe just maybe it's time to move to something different 
I, I don't know. And also, yeah, that when you say like he was big for five minutes, it was longer than that. He had a platinum album. I know. I know. Uh, and off one song. Off to no one was like begging to hear the deep cuts from Traps, by the way. <laughs> no one was. So. It was a, well, you know what? It was a different world. It certainly it was. was a different it world. Was. Where, you know, you could just make that one song yeah. off of an album with 12 songs. Which, by the way, whenever people talk about the death of the music industry, right? When they're like, oh, the people stop buying albums and all this other shit. I'm like, well, CDs and, and albums like that played a large role in why this died. Yeah. Because in 1999, when the federal minimum wage, and I know this because we were talking about this a few days ago, mm -hmm. uh, because we were talking about the uh, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys documentary that's on YouTube. The boy band one, yeah, with the, uh, Ron Perlman. Ron Did Perlman. you watch it? I've, I've watched over half of it now, and then I paused because I'm like, oh my gosh, how did all, like, did these uh, bands even get a dime out of anything? Dude, I would, let me tell you, I would uh, gladly do an in-depth review of that with you because okay. I loved it. Okay, because I, I finished this, it. it's literally paused right now because I want to finish the rest of it because I got a feeling it's going to get worse. But oh, yeah, I'm, we can definitely save that for another time too because- it's gonna, what I'll do is I'll post the link in the YouTube card, like on the website when I post this out too, because while I'm watching that and like thinking in the late nineties, you cannot escape boy bands, no matter what genre of music you were into. Oh yeah. Everywhere. They everywhere. were printing, they were printing money and they were doing advertisements for stuff, not even music related, like Coke and Pepsi or everything you can think of. But at the same time, there were guys in these bands were barely making what? maybe the same amount as like a high school teacher maybe oh, no no less less, oh. <laughs> making less. Me, me and mish sat there and broke down the number of how much money they were technically making an hour and it was like four cents it oh was, my gosh and they was, lived on the road and like they were having it and like they had an appearance to keep up to it's not like uh code orange where they roll out of bed and could do whatever they want they don't, it doesn't matter how they look AJ and Brian from Backstreet Boys. I don't even know if that's the ones in the right band. They <laughs> had to look pristine. They had to be camera ready 24 hours a day. And they're do and they're nonstop moving. Like, well, they talk about this so much in the documentary that it's just it's yeah, it's really fun. Honestly, it was great. I for whatever reason, yeah, you like unlocked I it. Yeah, I, I, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, YouTube unlocked it. I jumped right on it. I'm like, I gotta watch this. This seems crazy. Yeah, and I found out it from from you. So that's how I first found out about it. And I got to the point where they're like, after like, oh, I'm gonna say 30 minutes in, they're still like trying to talk positively about Ron Perlman. Like these boys oh. are just so brainwashed 20 years later <laughs> without a dime to their name, and they still are terrified to say a bad thing about him. Right. Well, no, it's it's also like they're they're just nice people too like you just get that I vibe guess. like like deep down they're probably just nice kids and they you know what well, they're they're kind of i mean they're rubes like you hear them talking you're like uh, these are, these are kind of just young kids and now they're 40 year old men but right. you know they're kind of like young kids and they're just like oh you know like justin timberlake's mom's shirt they don't like well we're just from like tennessee like these these are just nice, <laughs> yeah grounded normal people like these are the type of people that use grocery bags as trash bags you know what yeah, i mean yeah yeah exactly right you, just you know I mean? they they have common sense and that's what they rely on now they're not posh lifestyle and they're not expecting to either they don't expect anyone else to treat them like these mega celebrities. I mean, Justin Timberlake might be the only one that really came out of that on enormous level, if I'm right. 
was there anything was there anyone else uh, i no not really no i don't think no. so not that no. i'm aware of i think the someone next, tried the uh. next one that was probably as famous or as popular was uh the kid lance bass was the one that actually made the documentary yeah because it, but he also tried to go to space and <laughs> went on who, who wants to be a millionaire and he also like if that's number two if that's the silver medal that's pretty rough right 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 for these people that collectively sold probably at least oh 20, 20 20 to 20 to 30 million albums in the u.s in like a span of two three years oh yeah yeah it yeah. definitely between what 97 and 2000 2001 because they yeah, i graduated exactly. in 2001 and they were pretty much done by then Right, they I was going to say pretty much done. Like 2000 at the end of 2001, I was going to say like the TRL days were over on MT or not over, but like TRL was like switching into showing off other stuff. But I just remember 99 and 2000, literally every single music video was bookended by either NSYNC or Backstreet Boys, no matter oh, what yeah. other music they were playing. They had to play that and people kept tuning in. Oh, they so. were hu absolutely huge, but you know, the, the, the I was getting in the direction of like at that time people but were buying these albums and they even say that in the documentary like people were buying five or six albums a week some people yeah. were spending that type of money during this you know boom and you know they were selling albums at places like if you couldn't get to a smaller shop and mind you this there's no online here there's no amazon right exactly yeah so if you lived in a place that was a little bit more rural what did you have like strawberries coconuts tower <laughs> records yeah. Uh, Walmart selling censored albums and they weren't selling these shits for $12. They were selling them for anywhere between 18 to 20. I was going to say it was like usually $20 average, especially for like the places like not just Walmart, but like some of those like other outlet chains, like they had like blockbuster music back in the day. Oh, and yeah. It was, it was cr way more expensive than other places were selling. But at the same time, they were like at the same time, that's what drives me nuts too. The band was still seeing maybe half a cent at best oh yeah i mean well the band the bands weren't making any money off of this but the record industry was like just yeah. hand over fist and because they well, were that hasn't changed <laughs> I know. Well, but i mean like even at that time they were they were scraping people so badly for money where it was this you know oh, there's this little two cent piece of plastic with the yeah. paper and like at least you can look at the the level of even um you know, uh, like records, at least a record, you got all the artwork, everything came with it. There was way more to it. Like a, a CD booklet. It was pretty cool. It was neat. Yeah. Oh, the, the lyrics are in it. Maybe there's some pictures, but was it worth $25? Fucking absolutely not. No, so not a chance. Yeah. When it got to the point where people had gotten adapted to paying 18, 19, 25 fucking dollars for these albums. And now they're saying to you, you are going to get it for free. Mm -hmm. Do you think people were going to feel bad? Did you really think people were going to feel bad after they'd spent years buying albums for 20 to $25 and what they're getting is trapped fucking fill in the blank album. And it's like, here's headstrong. And then 12 Ten songs other songs that, yeah, that, <laughs> suck, that make trap that make headstrong look great. Right. Absolutely fantastic. And here's another dozen songs that make fucking headstrong seem like stairway to heaven. You know, like, <laughs> obviously obviously these people are gonna say well fuck that i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. pick and choose what i want to and if i get it for free cool great i don't give a shit like that's yeah. and that was part of it and i'm honest to god i still think if at that point the industry had had the foresight 
to adjust their pricing to the point where it was even somewhat reasonable. If they were even selling albums for 10 bucks, 12 bucks, whatever it might've been, there was a lot of people that enjoyed owning physical media because who didn't have a friend in 1999, 2000, 2001, wherever. The if you CD made, burner. Mm -hmm. Well, not, yeah. not, not even just the burner where the, you know, you'd have the friends making you the mixed CDs or whatever, but how many times would you go to a new friend's house and look at their CD collection? Yep. That's how true. many, how many times would you get in a car for the first time? And you were like, yo, you have, a, you'd look in their CD book, like, oh, what that fatty book. Yep. Oh. I have one of those. oh yeah. That you had to like, it was a good five minute investment to like leaf through every single one too. Dude, that was like a that was like a resume for friendship yeah. in the nineties. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'd open your you'd open up the book and you look at it and you'd be like, oh, all right. So this person likes some of this shit. Okay, cool. What else do they like? And you look at it and you're like, oh wait, oh what's this? man, okay. Ooh, ouch, okay. Okay, drop me off right at the corner there, Fred. It's, <laughs> I'll walk. You're looking at it and you're like, all right, so you got some uh, cannibal corpse and uh some dying fetus in there. What else you okay. got here? Uh you got share? Um, you got share here. Okay. <laughs> Madonna's um, greatest hits. All right. So <laughs> yes. you know what? I might be able to get along with this person. They seem okay. pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll be a fun ride no matter what. He's gonna keep, he's gonna entertain me on the ride. All right. This uh, is somebody that's not gonna let themselves be boxed in. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's a good way. This is a good place to start wrapping up because it's been an hour. Um, wow, already? Really? Yeah, it has because we started at 243. And the thing is. Right now, we are both talking. Um, all tours are dead right now. All these tours or stops. So, who knows what's going to happen? But just like with wrestling, because WrestleMania is coming up, I know this is like your big time to shine with the podcast and stuff. Oh, I just want to recommend everyone if you've ever had any interest in professional wrestling, whether in the past and you loved it as a kid, or you're interested to see what's going on now, check out Wrestling Stoop on all your favorite podcast forums, Spotify, Speaker, Stitcher, things like that. I say this because you're going to want to check out Joe and Mish's <laughs> WrestleMania coverage because I can't even imagine what they are going to try to do this year. Oh, my God. It's going to be uh, crazy. <laughs> There's no way to describe it. This is the first year where like, I have I no expectations, say. but I actually am interested to see, at least for the first hour, how chaotic it could be. This is basically going to be uh, like WWE presents the wall. Like this is going to be, oh, it's yeah. going to oh. be really, it's going to be a big ass acid trip. I feel like too they're going to try the wall too. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're going to try way too much. They're, they're going to do one of two things. Try way too little. And it's going to be very, very awkward and uncomfortable and be funny in that sense. Cause it's going to be like, it's the biggest show on earth. And then it's just like a guy sitting in a room with a ball in a cup. Yeah. <laughs> or or it's going to be so over the top and so gaudy that you're going to be like oh what am i watching yeah. what is this what is this craziness i mean I, ultimately i would be perfectly content with eating my balls like with this if this ended up great and it ended up fine yeah, yeah absolutely fun, then awesome i'd be fucking thrilled yeah do i think they're gonna do that no way no not a chance. It's, it's too much of a mess. It's too they are they were thrown into uncharted territory, and that's where I think that's gonna be a disaster. If they could prepare for this more and like plan with a full staff and have a full crew, which they're not allowed to, by the way, they have to have a certain amount of people limit at where they're doing this, then maybe they could do something. 
don't right. think they will. I mean, if they wanted to have Bray Wyatt and John Cena in this nightmarish world where they decorate the whole performance center and make it this freak, like everything's draped in red sheets and there's freaky effects everywhere, they could do something like that if they had the time and crew. They don't have that. Right. They just don't even have the, re- they don't have the resources or they don't even, and, and here's the thing too, they don't have the creativity and they also don't have the players. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. if this was 1998 WWF, 1999 to 2002, even WWF, WWE, mm-hmm. I'd say they could do something right now. Yeah, this would I agree. Be like, this would be like WWE and their ride the lightning era. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right now, current WWE, this is like St. Anger WWE. I'm trying, am I expecting them to be creative and come up with something good? No, I'm basically expecting them to hit a tin can for fucking five straight hours. That's what I'm expecting out of the show. For now, 70, yeah, I mean, I for 70 minutes of just a headache, it could be <laughs> WrestleMania, it could be two days of a headache. The worst feeling about that is if Saturday's awful, you're not going to go into Sunday thinking, well, this is going to be better. Oh, right, right. And that's what makes it even more crazy because they have to, on some level, make the Saturday show worth you yep. saying, I'm going to tune in tomorrow. Because if it's really terrible, what's going to keep you? What? I don't understand. Like, what's going to keep uh, yeah, you watching, I agree. man? Yeah, what's like, so keep you watching? If Brock, ver- is, it's Brock versus Drew McIntyre for the end of night one. If I'm correct, uh, I, if, if I, what if that match is a, what if that match stinks? What if it's just five minutes of nothing? Okay, Michael Cole, just tell everyone to tune in tomorrow for Baron Corbin with a ball in a cup, you know. <laughs> and he would be the ball and cup champion. They would uh, put that on him. He, he would, would totally be the ball and cup guy. Oh, uh, you people are all jealous of me. You're all jealous, and you don't have balls or cups. I have the big balls, and I have a big cup. You guys jealous? That's what it is. You just wish you were cool, Baron. We're still live. Stretch this out for five minutes. We got to do four hours today. I'm the I'm the most metal musician. Oh man! In, I was, uh, oh, I was there for that live when he made that speech in New York City at oh, the Revolver man. Show. I remember it distinctly because he said to the crowd, and no one knew who he was, by the way. There were no other wrestle, real wrestling fans fans there. They no. were there for the show, so he went up there. I think they gave him the award because he was the only one that was willing to show up. But he went <laughs> up there and he said, I'm a big, I appreciate being, getting this credit for being a metal fan because metal music is what helps me beat people up. And that, and that was it. That was the end of the speech he left. That was it. <laughs> and, and by the way, if you look at some of his taste, it's like some of his like, oh, you guys, you're going to listen to this. Oh, it's so it's the it's, it's so randomly, but like he like he is a metalhead. I will give him that. But like he has such a wide variety of metal and rock. some of it's like this heavy, deep thrash metal, and some of the other stuff is okay, guys. Here, let's check out the new Twenty One Pilots. Oh my god! I'm like what? It, <laughs> I don't know. Wait, ready? I'll just do this real quick. I know ready okay. to bounce, but you're fine. Uh, ready? This is um, <laughs> this is, no, get the fuck out of here. What does it say? Uh, okay. Top 10 records that changed my life by Baron Corbin. Ooh, okay. This is, yes, go through the list because I want to get the opinion of this because this will be a good way to close it. So Baron Corbin's top 10. Okay. Okay. The first album I ever bought was Kerplunk by Green Day. Okay. 
I remember buying that Green Day tape when I was in third or fourth grade. I had a yellow Walkman and I wore that tape out. <laughs> I have no idea why I got into Green Day. Maybe a friend suggested them to me. But that's okay. his, that, that's on his medal. This is his t- top 10 albums that changed his life. Okay. Number two, uh, this is, you know, you know what? I'll give him credit for this one. Okay. Iron Maiden, the, the number of the beast. Okay. His next album. Absolutely. Okay. Can't argue that one. All right. I'm not even going to read that. I'll give him that. Okay. Uh, sure. Yeah. A- Anthrax among the living. Okay. Fine. You know what? Hey, I like Anthrax fine. Not one of my, not my favorite band ever, but I really do like Anthrax. Fine. Totally fine. Ah, that's all right. So fair enough. Okay. Now this is when it starts getting a little bit, a uh, little bit off the rails a, a tad bit. Okay. Uh, Lamb of God sacrament, which that is the most mainstream of everything Lamb of God's done. Yeah. And by the way, I also think, I mean, it's really nice of Lamb of God to have gotten away with doing this uh, diet Pantera imitation for the past 20 years, but just not for me. I got a lot of friends that, that, that like them and respect them and dig them. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. It's see, just... I, the thing is like sacraments, not my favorite by a long shot. I do like a lot of the stuff before that from Lamb of God for sure. And they have a new album coming out this year. Um, it's like their self-title. And they're going to try to do some different stuff from what I understand. But at the same time, I don't know if I've heard even Lamb of God fans say that Lamb of God Sacrament was their top 10 anything. No. Well, that it's <laughs> Lamb of God in general to me, like I said. It's, uh, it's a sign of, you know, liking something bland. Like you just, you like bland. And apparently this album itself is even more bland. And I don't know. They were never anything special to me. Like I said, well, it was just- the song Redneck is on that album, if I'm correct. And that's like Lamb of God's radio renaissance, you know? Well, I, th- I have the so, time, so I need to, maybe I'll go through uh, this, this. Check album. out the song Redneck. Like you'll, as soon as you hear it, like, okay, I do know that. <laughs> right. <laughs> that right. type of thing. So the next album, and once again, this is why uh, nobody would believe I own a copy of Phil Collins face value. <laughs> go screw yourself, Baron Corbin. <laughs> you're done you're done you're, you're done baron well no just take your ball and cup and get out of here you're done <laughs> oh go go listen to phil collins in my house alone you didn't say you didn't say you like phil collins when you were making that speech in new york city at uh at, uh, <laughs> uh webster for that revolver show i love <laughs> phil collins it helps me beat people up Oh, oh man, that sounds like a serial killer. Oh, right. oh my gosh. Puts on, yeah, that's that's like a scene from American Psycho, huh? Yeah, like he puts on that Tarzan song, the song like from the Disney movie that he made. And he starts like goes on a rampage. Ugh. Just sitting there, you know, like yacha-cha, dancing with the axe behind the girl. Oh, okay. Said, the album I wish I made, uh, Rage Against the Machine, uh, Rage Against the Machine self-titled, obviously. Okay. Uh, I... Call me crazy, Baron, but I don't see him making a I don't see him making yeah. Isn't he from like St. Louis? I don't know. Isn't he Baron from, Corbin? No, no. Where is he from? He's from. Uh, well, I know he's not from St. Louis, but I know no. he's. That's uh, Randy Orton. Let me see. He's a Midwest guy. He's a. He's a yeah, I think he is a Midwest guy. Hang on. Kansas City, maybe Kansas. Yes, that's it. Kansas City, same state, Missouri. Yeah, because you know, I, I I don't know. I've never <laughs> I've never been to Kansas City, but there's something some part of me that says, yeah, I don't know if Rage Against the Machine would really. Uh... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let me tell you about my life, man. Makes you know, me think about <laughs> Rage Against the Machine songs. Yeah, Chiefs football and barbecue. That's what Rage Against the Machine. What? 
That's what oh. Zach Dalarosha was actually singing about on. This oh, show. like barbecue sauce and like yeah. just sitting back for watching watching the game. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what Bulls on Parade is loosely based on. <laughs> uh, is a, a rowdy barbecue. That's what. It's down Rodeo. Rodeo is just actually his favorite barbecue sauce, and Down <laughs> is third down while they're watching the game. It, it's all just a big misunderstanding. Down, down Rodeo uh, barbecue sauce. Uh, yeah. Yo, I got Casey masterpiece, motherfucker. Wicka, wicka, wicka. KC masterpiece. <laughs> oh, oh, smoke with it now. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what this album is, so I can't shit on it. It's uh, the albums I'd like to be played at my funeral is uh, Bones Owens. Do you know who the fuck that is? I've no I never is. heard that. Bones uh, Owens. Bones Bones Owens, and his song is "Make Me No King." So this leads me to believe that he is definitely of the uh, Aaron Lewis sect, which is like, "Yo, man, I really like metal, but I also like to dabble in real cheesy country music." You know I'm looking I mean? at the album cover right now, and it's a picture of a cowboy. So. Yes, oh I have a feeling you just nailed it right on the head. I'm gonna have to listen to, I'm, dude. I'm gonna have to listen to these songs. I'm cutting and pasting this shit. Yeah, to, to I'm looking at Bo- Well, I'm looking at Bones Owens right now. It's a tatted up, um, like neck tattoos and stuff. But he also has a cowboy hat on, and yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. that's got to be a big old no. Thank you for me. <laughs> Let's see. No, nothing more. I have no idea who the fuck. This I is. okay. I I know nothing more. I actually do enjoy quite a bit. Okay. See, I so, yeah, I'd have to hear them to even know. That's that. fine. Yeah, totally get that one. So that I remember him saying he was a fan of nothing more. So I'm at least okay with that one. All right. Uh, the album that reminds me of school is Marilyn Manson Antichrist Superstar. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, that was right around that time period. So I at least uh, get it. All right. So this is the last one, and I gotta say, this is the this is the meatiest. <laughs> is it worse than Phil Collins? Uh, it's um. Hold on to your butt cheeks, my friend. Uh, all right, all right. The first, <laughs> the first album I had sex to is. Oh my gosh! Stop right there. What? Right, right, right. Oh, Barry Corbin. <laughs> oh no! All right, so just picture picture this right now. The first album I had sex to is Orgy Candy Ass. Get out of here! The Blue Monday cover. <laughs> That's right. I know what the ladies like. Oh Baron, no. Baron just pumping away to that beautiful <laughs> to how does it feel to treat me like you do? Oh. <laughs> you know what I you know what I want, Baron? I want a picture of the girl that you fucked at that album. Oh That's what God. I need to see. I need to see who that is. It's like, <laughs> is she in witness protection now because she doesn't want to be identified by anyone? Oh why would God. you why Make something up if someone's going to ask you that. All right. That looks, this girl definitely that he slept with to this album. She looks like what a a butt hut smells like. (laughs) (laughs) For those who don't know what a butt hut is, it's where people put their cigarettes out in front of a restaurant. Ash. It's literally just piles of ash and sometimes trash. But just ash. Yeah. And then people put like paper and wrappers through the thing and then it sets on fire. That's probably what that <laughs> actual fire and ash. Actual, actual smell. <laughs> just smoke billowing out of it. That's what that girl probably smells like. That, and you would that you would have sex with the girl. So it's probably wearing founder too. <laughs> by the by the butt. Right, right outside Applebee's, right when he left <laughs> Kansas City. <laughs> 
hanging out at 2 a.m. at Kansas City Applebee's. And he uh. just, he walks out, hey, you, want, you want to go make sex with me to new orgy album? <laughs> That's how does it, He starts singing, how does it feel to treat me like you do yeah. in that uh, in that. Oh, uh, well, how feel, how feel, how sex me. <laughs> you can't even say all the words and say the same order. <laughs> my sex, well, you may sex to my penis. All how right, all right, all right, baby, just stop talking to me. Fine, I'll pity you. Fine. <laughs> how, so, make, how make you feel like I do with PP? You got to uh, stop looking at me when you talk, too. That's going to make it worse. No, dude, no, just grab onto my hair. That's how Don't. his hair... That's how oh. his hair got so thin. Was oh, he just- because he got started getting stringy like that. Just that one night. Just, <laughs> just that one night just wrecked him for the rest of his life. <laughs> she just started pulling on his <laughs> With <laughs> Orgy's Blue Monday playing in the background. Yeah, just. <laughs> oh, my How you make feel I make sex to you. You pull my hair harder. That's you- it. You talk to me one more time. I want to make you remember this forever. Oh, you just see him. He just, uh, you know, he makes that list and he goes, I couldn't think of anything better to put in there than yeah. that moment. You know, Triple, at that H, point- Triple H is going to be proud of me for getting my name out there and making sure I'm doing the public- publicity rounds. Hey, you know what, Baron? Lie. <laughs> right? Lie. Just make something up. That's it a moment. Even- just go for the classics if you're going to make something. Just go for, oh, yeah, Metallica Master of Puppets. Um, yeah, just next time, just lie. Oh man. <laughs> uh, Orgy's Blue Monday is not a romantic song. If he fucked, you know what? If he was fucking to Phil Collins, that would be almost more acceptable. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. You know what? Genesis Phil Collins, maybe. That's a stretch. Who did you who did you have, who did you have sex with as your first album? Huey Lewis had the news. <laughs> I want a new drug. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she's going, I want a new boyfriend. <laughs> I, I want drugs right now. <laughs> yeah, she wants drugs alright. Oh. Oh, talk okay. I make my I'm very metal. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I heard you. Just get this over with. <laughs> Oh. Yes, there you go. That would have been almost more acceptable. Disturbs been... the sickness. I mean, that was around the time period, like for him too. Like that was like a year or two after uh, orgy. You know? Do you know what's funny about this? If he'd have just flipped those two albums, it would have been more acceptable. Like if he'd have fucked some goth chick in 1998 to Antichrist Superstar, I'd have been like, nah, all right. No, people, that's believable. Yeah, yeah, I like, oh yeah. That's cool. a believable right. story where he's like, okay, it makes sense, not that. Yeah, like uh, some girl with like really overarching like black makeup with the fucking the like the wings and shit in like 1998 and she's yeah. ca- carrying around like a lunch per- like a fucking lunch pail like Marilyn Manson was into. I'd be like, "All right. Fair enough, Baron. We've all been uh, there, buddy. We all well, we all did that, okay?" Well, I mean, hey, you know what? Baron's going to be working WrestleMania and now he can look back and find us started at applebee's now i'm here well you know what that bones album bones owens no, yeah bones owens yeah man yeah, that's bones a name too bones owens bones owens might be getting played sooner than than later if he's <laughs> <laughs> after after working wrestlemania after wrestlemania he's like that's right i'm oh. in the bones owens attitude ladies uh who what get away from me <laughs> Get away from me. Get out of catering. Gross. Somebody, somebody, dude, try to sell that album to a woman. I dare you. Bones, I dare you. To, 
say that to a girl. Oh, yeah. Have you heard this new guy? What's his name? Bones, Bones Owens. Owens. She would uh, be. I'm, I'm sorry. Who? What? Yeah. You would get, said, you'd get just, maced. You get maced for saying that name. I just sent you the Facebook page for Bones Owens. Bones so you can see what he looks like. All right. So let's see. Bones Owens. <laughs> did, I, did I describe him correctly? Is this exact, literally exactly what he looks like? Oh, I've got the missus next to me right now. Uh, so what What do you think of Bones Owens? Oh, thank you. No, thank you? Come on. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Baron you Corbin know? told me all the would dig this. Baron Corbin told that, me this was that, cool. That and Bones are not synonymous. No, that's oh, not. Oh, <laughs> come on now. Uh, Baron Corbin is a ladies' man. He knows what he's talking about. I know he's the sexiest guy in the WWE. If you Absolutely. Ask, Have if you, you seen all the bras and panties thrown at him on the while he's wrestling you know i've never tried to to say that i understand women more than the next guy but if baron corbin is sexy now i'm glad i'm done glad i'm done glad i'm off the market if baron uh, uh, corbin was the sexy guy now i would not have been able to survive in this climate wwe used to do those polls too like who's the most beautiful or sexiest superstar and they keep pushing baron corbin do you think now that he has a shaved head they're like yes <laughs> We want the sex appeal for Baron Corbin. He's the new ladies' man. Make okay, uh, make Alexa Bliss drool over him on TV. That'll work. Uh, you know what makes that so weird? And uh, I mean this from the least giving a shit part of my brain. Isn't there like 20, 30 dudes in that company that are better looking than him without even thinking? Like, you don't even have to really yeah. take a strong inventory. Just as someone that watches that show, even as a hetero guy, you could sit there and go, oh, those guys are all better looking than him. Like, that's like. You don't even know. No, you don't have to know the names or be a wrestling fan. You just no. turn on NXT because they're younger guys for the most part and just go one, two, three, just count them <laughs> off. The referee, the uh, Mauro Ronaldo, that's four. Um, if, just if, anyone. If you were with your girl and she was standing next to you and she saw a dude like Finn Balor or that guy Austin Theory or one of them and you were like, and they were, and they yeah, were like yeah, exactly and yeah. they were like, Hey, I would totally fuck that guy. You would have to go, yeah, all right, fair enough. I would yeah, I like Gretchen, I was like, Yeah, I get it. I mean, Gretchen told me and she like other stuff like this, like she used to love Robert Downey Jr. and stuff like that. It's like, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. If I show Gretchen um a picture of Baron <laughs> Corbin and I go like be honest, Gretchen. Is he better looking than me? <laughs> Be honest. I can take it. If she says yes, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. If she says yes, that's when you go outside and just let the Rona take you. <laughs> just, start, that's... just start shaking hands with strangers. Anytime <laughs> <I meet them. laughs> just go, honey, what have I done to you? What did I do to you in life? <laughs> you, would, you would pick him over him. But no, like that's, that's what's so weird is, you know, them like, oh yeah, he's this guy. You're like, dude, isn't there way more just peripheral the, yeah uh, uh, you're dead That's right true. and thinking like okay uh in balance okay uh johnny wrestling johnny gargano right there oh dude even gargano like where a girl would be like oh he's not my type he's kind of a smaller but guy he's cute. Or but he's a cute guy yeah. you know what can't knock him right right oh dude yeah i, I totally understand if some girl was like oh he's a good looking guy but like baron what the fuck what what yeah. a random talk about picking a rabbit out of a hat you know yeah. what I mean? And they, yeah. And again, it's still 2020 and they're still pushing him. That was 2016 when he made that metal speech, by the way. Oh, yeah. That's just, how long it's been. The, they won't stop. That's no, what it's they been. won't. They, they will want, not. They, they get their mind on somebody and that's it. They do it's, not give up on them. 
Uh, but he's so metal. Look at him. <laughs> I, I guess. Um, mean, meanwhile, then they, you know what? I thought that Alistair Black was going to be the end of him. I really I did. Oh, uh, I thought Alistair Black was going to be a bigger deal. He had Code Orange's song. They had the entrance for him. He can work. He's having great matches with people. Yeah, but put him with Ricochet. Right. And, then, and that's it. And that was it. He hasn't done anything since. Dude, if I was 15, 16 years old again, I would look at a guy like Alistair Black the way that 15 and 16 year old me looked at the Hardy Boys. Yeah. Well, I'd I be agree. like, I'd be like, look how fucking I'd be like, that guy looks cool. Yeah. I, I look at he's got awesome tattoos and he's got the fucking like the entrance and the, like I, I, I that's how I would look at him. I'd be like, that's the man. Yeah. But if I saw Baron Corbin, I'd be like, <laughs> what the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think this looks like every dude that like like hangs around at a convenience store. You ever uh, heard of Bones Owens? Oh. Ever, ever, I'm friends with them. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Bones Owens. Why are you pulling out your pepper spray? Oh my god! That's gotta, <laughs> dude. How do you know what guys get into music? A big part of it is to get laid. Yes. How are you gonna get into music to get laid and call yourself Bones Owens? How are you gonna I do that? I can't imagine that's his birth name. I just no, well, no, I'm saying he's close. I, just can't. I know that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting at. He chose Bones Owens, so chose- I can't imagine. Yeah, so like, picture you're the weekend, and you're like, "Look at me, man. I'm kind of like this, like racially ambiguous, handsome kind of dude with the sultry voice." And you're like, "Oh, uh-huh. you're calling yourself the weekend? Oh, that's kind of yeah. Kinda, that's ooh, that's kind of yeah. that's mysterious. All right, and then he's just like a guy. And he's my name's Bones Owens." You you ready to rock Kansas City? (laughs) My name's Bones Owens. Let's fuck. Like eh, I just sent you a picture. Apparently that's his like single or album or whatever it is that came out this year. I dude, I can't wait to listen to this (laughs) one. Go I okay. That's on you. I'll let you do the legwork on that one. Can't wait. Sure. I do want I do want the update because Bones Owens might be too much for my brain to handle. And you know what? If it's great, if you come back saying this is actually killer, Baron Corbin was right. Awesome. Totally I, fine. I hope I love him. I hope yeah. he's great. I'm hoping I'm like, yo, dude, I was talking shit, but now I'm a, I'm actually a bone. Uh, what, what would, what I'm would a the bonehead. fan? I'm a bonehead. <laughs> I'm a bonehead. <laughs> yeah. We're part of the fan club now. Uh, yeah. We call it, we're the boneheads. That's we're what the we boneheads. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boneheads. You go onto our uh, Reddit. It's called the bone zone. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. That is probably what it would do. <laughs> bone, oh, bones. Owens like takes the stage every night goes, welcome to the bone zone. Welcome to the bone zones. And then all you hear from that point on is as the ladies just Race. moist. Just <laughs> they just spray. They spray like super soakers. They can't even keep themselves down. Just like they're like ravenously trying to climb on stage, like they did for new kids on the block. <laughs> Ladies, <laughs> panties for sale in the back. Twenty dollars a pair. <laughs> I was, was going <laughs> to think the other way. Please, ladies, hit the lost and found. <laughs> hit the lost. <laughs> Don't lie. <laughs> oh. Two, two for five. <laughs> five for twenty. Bones Owens is talking to the opening bands. The secret is not selling your own merch. It's selling people's own clothes back to them. <laughs> that's that's the trick, you see? Oh, Aaron, Lewis, Aaron Lewis is going to take me on tour next year. 
Aaron Lewis and I got a real pink Kentucky red. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're gonna oh. te- we're gonna tear up the East Coast. Oh uh. my gosh! To anyone listening, at any point, if you've heard Bones Owens and I'm wrong about this guy, let me know. I'll totally eat my words. Not a problem at all. Because <laughs> I am willing to bet I'm not going to be wrong about this guy. <laughs> Well, let's, well, real quickly, let's see how many fans he actually has on Facebook. Let's oh, see. yeah. Oh, it, it, did oh. you already look? Did you already look? Oh. Luke. I was going to tell you to guess because it's um, 2,150. This is probably a personal friend of his. This is probably actually a friend of his, and he's just trying to give him. <laughs> so he openly said he had his first experience with a woman was blue Monday by orgy, but he's trying to say one of the albums that shaped him was bones. Owens. <laughs> I, dude, here's the first review that I see of him, by the way, it's from 2019. No one's left something since then. Oh. It says great live show and a great person. So <laughs> signed mama Owens <laughs> <laughs> signed a guy that looks like Steve-O. Uh, oh, oh, oh. oh no i'm not gonna use this, this guy's real name but yeah no. don't worry about that but man i you know what um if bone zones is your thing great you do you baron you do you i think we well, just got a lot more ears and eyes on bones owens than baron probably did. <laughs> he's gonna get like a like a five click spike of traffic of five clicks on facebook <laughs> and on, on youtube he's like, oh. <laughs> he's like, i'm alive i'm alive <laughs> I'm breaking. I'm blowing up, baby. I'm blowing up. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So that being said, I can't top bone the bone zone and the boneheads. So I'm glad we could. I'm glad we could take you boneheads to the bone zone with us. That's today. right. Okay, all you boneheads, you you let us know what you think about King Bone, <laughs> Bone Zones, King Bone, King Bone. That's right. So that being said, thank you again, Joey. Please check out Wrestling Soup. I'll leave all the links to the video in all the Todd podcast description. Joey, anything you would like to say or plug, go for it. Do not plug the Bone Zone because oh. we don't even know if that truly exists at this point. Shit, I was gonna. That's that was gonna be my only plug. All right, uh, you could <laughs> follow follow us on Twitter at Wrestling Soup at Joe Numbers Joe N U M B A S. All is in John Cena, and uh, yeah, <laughs> there will be. There will be, and that's what we'll do, and I'll talk to you sooner than later, my friend. Oh, 